0: Welcome to Gal on the Go Unplugged. Today, I'm joined by Becca, the founder and owner of AdMiliora Skateboards. I met her through my friend Mike, who owns Ramp Tech, a kick-ass pioneer company in the skate ramp industry. Becca has lived a challenging and inspiring journey. She was born and raised in California by immigrant parents and is one of nine children. She grew up playing tons of sports, skateboarding, soccer, BMX ranging, and more. Becca ended up in foster care three times and was stuck in the system until she became her own guardian. Then she ended up homeless. Fast forward to today, running her own skateboard company, Becca is truly an example of a resilient and unstoppable woman. Thank you for having me. This is really awesome. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm sure people want to know about you right from the get-go. So who or what first got you interested in skateboarding?
1: It's actually a really funny story. Um, It was my brother who got me into it. Um, We were all in the neighborhood just playing around, and he got into skateboarding that year. It was in like um, the year 2000, I believe. Um, the kids were all just playing in the neighborhood and my brother left his skateboard out and I got on it and did a pop shove it my first try and ever since then I was hooked wow yeah it was nuts (laughs) that's a very impressive start at skateboarding (laughs) it was just meant to be it was just one of those things that just flowed so nicely and I picked it up so fast that like my brother ended up bringing his friends over so that I can beat them at skate. Cause that's how fast I picked it up.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. That is, that's kick-ass. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So you're obviously a natural at it. Um, what is your favorite aspect of the sport?
1: My favorite aspect of the sport is that you can literally skate almost everywhere everywhere, you know, and it's pretty much a solo sport. So you, you have the ability to completely lose yourself in it. Right. the thing that did it for me is like, I was able to escape from anything that was happening at home. Right. I would just go skate for hours and hours and hours. And I felt the most at peace and the most alive and the most happy. I was my happiest when I was skateboarding. So that was my favorite aspect is being able to just go whenever I wanted any time of the day, There was no constraints, right? You're just doing your thing.
0: Uh, And would you go to like parks or just skate around neighborhoods? Is there anything like specific of type of skating that you would get lost in or just the skateboarding itself?
1: Yeah, initially it was, you know, skating at the schools because in the early 2000s, we didn't have skate parks um, in the city yet. Um, so I would skate around schools. I would skate to soccer practice. I would skate to swimming practice. Um, mostly in front of the, 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 house, you know, skating on curbs and stuff like that. So that's mostly where it happened. You made your own skating park through the things around you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what true skating is, man. You just make do with what you got. I love it. That's very creative. Um, so what type of skateboarding do you enjoy the most? Like street skating, vert, half pipe mixes, man, I, I love it all. I started off street skating because like, like I said, that's all we had. So we were doing stairs, you know, gaps, all that stuff. It started with us being able to like, see you can ollie the most decks stacked on top of each other. And then eventually they started, um, building skate parks. Um, the first one was Romaine skate park in, uh, Fresno, California. And it was like the crappy, you know, wood ones. Um, and we were all hooked off that. So I, I went from skating only street to doing parks, you know, and then eventually wow. they created this bigger park in Fresno, um, called lion skate park. And it was this huge cement park, huge, um, and it was literally on the other side of town. So I would either skate there or I would take the bus because we didn't have a car growing up. Um, and this park was freaking huge. It had half-pipes, it had bowls, it had rails, it had pyramids, like anything you can think of, this park had. And so I would go to this park almost any any chance I could get. My mom would let me, like I would be there.
0: Uh, and w- did you find that, you know, um, You were one of the only females at the park at the time.
1: Oh man, I was a hundred percent the only female there all the time. Like for years, for years, I, I, I had to get good really fast because of that reason. Cause the guys, you know, you didn't get much respect in that time if you couldn't keep up with the guys. So the only, like one of the ways I got respect from the guys was like getting, being better than them. So I, I literally would skate until like I passed out sometimes because I wouldn't drink water. I would just skate nonstop.
0: Oh, and, wow. and, and
1: yeah, in the summer, it, it got to like 100 to 15 degrees sometimes. And you're a kid, you don't know better to drink water. So I'm drinking soda and skating for hours.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> so the not a some, hydrator. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I'm skating, you know, off hot Cheetos and, you know, soda. <laughs> and I start seeing these dots around my, you know, when you, when you get dehydrated, you start seeing the dots floating around. <laughs> that was me
0: that was a sign but you were so passionate you were like I'm not paying attention to these dots (laughs) I don't care I just kept going so what was your favorite like when you had access to then like a proper park um what was your favorite trick to do and like did you teach yourself the trick did you like do it based on observation of those around
1: you yeah. I did a lot of tricks that nobody was doing. Um, it's how I like, I felt, you know, like I could, uh, keep up with the guys cause they were doing tricks. Usually, you know, like tray flips and stuff like that, that I couldn't do at the time. I eventually learned them, but I was doing a Benny Hana finger flip out, which if you don't know what it is, it's like where you have one foot on the board and one foot off, but you're holding on to your tail. So it It looks really interesting, but at the end, when you're launching out of a bowl, you flip the board with your hand and you land back on it. Oh, wow. And another trick um, was a a kickflip pretzel, which is basically where you um, do a kickflip, regular kickflip, and you land with your feet crossed. And no one could ever do that. that. Was that
0: tricky, like, just for everyone across the board? And then you mastered that?
1: Yeah, I, I ended up mastering a lot of things that nobody else could do, which is like, I ended up learning a bunch of like really weird tricks. Um, and I'm not even sure like how that happened. Honestly, I just like, it just started happening because none of the guys could do them. And that's how I would beat them at skate. Cause they, there was these tricks that like no one else could do. So I would just like perfect the really, the really hard tricks.
0: I love it. Aiming <laughs> high and kicking butt. Yeah. <laughs> And now are one of those, um, sentimental to you to this day, because it was like a trick early on, um, for you, or just because it was like, there's some meaning to
1: the trick and that's why it's a favorite. Um, I think it was mostly like me trying to prove myself on see the kickflip pretzel is definitely like one of my signature moves to this day. Like when I do that trick, people are like, what the hell, how did you do that? (laughs) to this day and so I think that's why um that's probably like my most sentimental trick because it it took me a minute to figure out but once I figured it out like I've mastered it now and like probably kickflip pretzel better than I can kickflip honestly it's ridiculous wow so you own that trick (laughs) yeah it's my trick
0: (laughs) very cool I can't wait I gotta come see you in person sometime like I would love to see you do those things that's so cool Um, so, okay. So the name of your company is Admiliora, which is a Latin phrase that means towards better things. Why did you choose that name to represent your brand?
1: It's so funny. Um, when I first started the company or was going to try to start a skateboarding company, it was like almost three years ago. Um, and it started off as anatomical earth. And the reason I chose that name was because I was, um, actually going to be an orthopedic surgeon at one point I wanted to go to med school to be an orthopedic surgeon and I really I really love anatomy I like I would spend hours drawing anatomical drawings and um I just love the human anatomy so much mostly muscles but you know I love the anatomical heart and I would draw those a lot um and I wanted to tie that into um skateboarding so I wanted to be able to tie anatomical drawings with um nature like trees and stuff like that and have that be the, the face of the brand. um, But lots of life things happened and I didn't end up starting the company. Um, But earlier this year, I was actually driving cross country after rescuing my dog off the streets. Um, yeah. She, her name's Jupiter. Um, but Jupiter and I were, you know, driving cross country and I was, I had so much time to think. And I was just telling myself, you know, skateboarding is something that I picked up during COVID and something I'm I forgot how passionate I was about it. And I thought about so many times that like, I wanted to start a skateboarding company. And I told myself during that time, I'm like, there is no perfect time to do anything in life. You know, we, we can have, everyone has a valid excuse as to why you cannot start something. And so I just basically told myself, all right, this is, this is where we're doing it now. Like I can't, the more I put it off them, ne- I'm never going to do it. So I ended up like, just, just like internally agreeing with myself that, yeah, we're going to do this. And so I started looking for a different name because I knew that my, what I wanted to do with a company wasn't really aligning with the anatomical earth. And so I went through looking for, you know, meaningful names and I came across Admeliora, and it said, you know, towards better things. And that's, literally how I live my life like I'm always trying to progress myself my those around me you know in any any manner even like you know character flaws you know things that that I know I want to get um better at either skateboarding professionally or personally these are just things that um that I personally live by and so when I decided on ad I was like this is it because I want skateboarding to be about you know helping people progress forward um helping you know skateboarding be more accessible to kids who can't afford it because i knew what that was like and so that's why i decided on Admeliora.
0: that's amazing i love things that are meaningful and that's so cool to hear how your intention was for it to have another naming and i'm sure like you know it sounds like at that time you thought it was such a perfect fit and then mm-hmm. life things happen and it sounds like this is so much more of a perfect fit. It's wild how that, you know, how that goes. Um, that's really cool. So, okay. So how has your life journey in the foster system and being homeless influenced you as a business owner?
1: Um, it, it's That's a good question, um, but also a really hard one. So I think that initially, you know, I think foster care and being homeless made me very jaded, right? So um, there's there were some parts of life, you know, in my early teens um, to like, I'm going to say even late 20s. I was like, you know, if I can do this, you can do it, right? Which is a very ignorant way to think about life um, because everyone has, you know, different life variables,
0: Um It is a beautiful way to think to your credit, you know, it's a very nice, open, um, positive thought.
1: I mean, it's true. I mean, a lot of us, you know, we go through life and and life, you know, slaps us and beats us around a little bit. And then we're like, kind of, if you do make it through it, sometimes you end up being really jaded. Mm -hmm. You're like, well, if I can do this, you can do it. So why aren't you trying harder or something like that? Right. You know, there's some of us that are like that. And it took me a second to realize, you know that's such an ignorant way of thinking because we all have different life variables. It's not the same for everyone to say that if I can do it, you can do it is just like incredibly ignorant. So I think that initially, like it could have, I think that I started the business right when I should have, because I got over that that form of thinking, you know, now I understand that like um, it's my foster care now is like a you know, a beautiful thing for me to be able to relate to certain kids who are in the system. And not only that, but it's made me more open-minded to like understanding that we all have different stuff we're going to and no one's, you know, troubles or whatever is, is worse than the other. Everyone has their own definition of what hardship is and they're not comparable. And I think that um, foster care and homelessness definitely opened my eyes to those two things.
0: Well, that's pretty amazing. Um, I I am just. A- blown away with you know the journey that you've been on and um you know that you have this incredible thing that's happening right now and I hope it explodes for you even further um can you explain to people the types of products that you have and what your plans are to expand in the future
1: yeah right now we're just doing skateboard um decks I do merch on my own based off you know I kind of, I call it freestyling, right? So whatever I feel in that moment, like I want to make, I make, and then people end up really liking it. And so I I don't put it on the website, but um, I do put like some beanies and sweatshirts on the website. Aside from that, the skateboard decks are all, you know, um, one of one. So the designs are essentially made to be a launch. So what I do is hire a local artists um, and get groups in the local areas to collab with. So this time around, I did a collaboration with Flow DMV, and they're this um, LGBTQ uh, skateboarding group that are entirely behind forward progression, helping one another out for you know trans rights and and things of that nature. And I I thought they were the full embodiment of you know towards better things, which this it's the reason why I chose them as our first collaboration. And, um, what I do with these boards is I, I donate, um, 15% of the profit to groups in the the area. So this time around we chose Occupy DC and Casa Ruby. So right now we're in the middle of, of trying to get through that. So that's pretty awesome. But the next, um, collaboration we're doing is actually in Fresno. Um, and it'll be with, um, city without orphans and, uh, this group called um, World Vision, and they basically help uh, kids in the community, you know, of like hard areas um, with after-school programs and keeping them out of trouble and things of that nature.
0: Now, okay, so (laughs) I I had thought I read that you partnered with um, City Without Orphans through Facebook, and you gave Mm -hmm. away three of your skateboards to youth in the system. Um, i you know, uh, looked into city without orphans. And I saw that they have a statement that over 5,900 kids in foster care in the central Valley of California, um, which that number blew me away in, you know, today's world. Um, yeah. And, you know, cause you always think of, um, I, I feel like Foster care is like um a, a thought of like years ago, you know, like we're mm-hmm. so modern and advanced, like you know, there's not situations that um, would have like that volume of children in a foster care system. And I love that they said that, you know, every number has a name. I felt that was very powerful messaging.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Why did you get involved with that organization? Why are they special to you?
1: Um, They are special to me because the founder, Whitney Bunker, um, was actually one of the social workers when I was in foster care. She was working with this other foster care agency called Angels of Grace that's really near and dear to my heart. Um, She was a social worker there. Um, Angels of Grace was one of the the first places where I understood what like genuinely being loved was. Um, They took me under their wing and everyone, you know, when they think of foster care, I think negatively of it. Right. Um, for me, it was not like that. For me, it was the best experience of my life. You know, I understood love. I understood genuine care. I understood, you know, um, why it was important to want to be better because there is more to life than whatever circumstances we we grew up in. And and, and the Angels of Grace was, um, you know, the, the pivotal moment in my life that completely made me, you know, switch around because I was a, a bad kid. <laughs> I was not a good kid. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was getting in so much trouble. Um, I was getting suspended a lot. Um, but I think that when, I when I was with angels of grace and having people like Whitney bunker, the, um, the founder of city without orphans there, they taught me that, you know, you, you can be more, you don't have, you don't have to be this. You don't have to be, you know, a problem child. You don't have to be, um, your circumstances basically. And, and that's why, um, city without orphans is near dear in my heart because they, they embody that they, they, they basically like bring these kids in and they let them know, like you are important and there's more to life than, than what you're going through at this moment. And it, it was like, I understand that so much that for me, it was, um, easy to want to partner with, um, city without orphans. We, we essentially did a giveaway for Christmas, which was pretty awesome. Um, But eventually we're going to do another like actual um, event with them. Oh, cool. You're going to go to California. Yeah. So I fly to California once a month. So um, I'll do an event out there and then move on to another um, state probably.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. And okay. So you are running like almost every aspect, if not every aspect of your company, um, And that has got to be just, you know, of course, very challenging, like time-wise, creative thinking-wise, like so many hats that you have to wear. Um, Is City Without Orphans, is that like one of the things that kind of like motivates
1: you on hard days when it's just so challenging and overwhelming? Um, It's one of them for sure. But for me, what motivates me is understanding that like I've overcome my hardest days already. My, my hard days now are like the easiest days of my life. So what motivates me is um, helping people through their hardest days. That's what really, you know, gets me going in the day. And I honestly feel the most alive when I'm helping people. And that's when I knew what my passion was, because growing up, I was so talented at so many different things. I picked it up so fast and I was never great at one thing because I was always just bored very easily. But I later found that I was happiest and felt most alive and most fulfilled when I was helping other people.
0: That's amazing. Like, uh, that's just, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Very powerful. Um, so, okay. So, you know, great example is the giveaways and is that what the visits back? Like, are you going back to do, you, reconnect with organizations and use like scout other places to do partnerships with.
1: Yeah, so um I'm actually working with another artist. Um her name is Gabby and um the next piece of art is actually really cool. It has to do with, you know, the beauty of um agriculture in California, you know, migrant workers and also the the beautiful landscape of what is California. You know, we have, you know, redwood trees, we have the ocean, we have Big Sur Coast, um, we have giant sequoias, and then there's parts of um, this art that contains, you know, small bits of Fresno, California. So we were able to um, do a three board series with this next launch is going to be really cool. So it's three boards, you know, um, the design goes across three boards. So people have the option to buy all three, but um, this this um art that she put together encompasses all three boards and it comes together so nicely and i'm really stoked about that so we do work with other artists you know that's why i say each um each board is a one of one so whenever another board comes out you know you're you're supporting another local artist um small artist, um and there will never be another one of these again
0: that's a win-win it, to know yeah. that your company is giving a charity and that you're supporting other artists in the community. That's, that is just amazing. Um, what do you, so if you have an artist, um, does the artist come up like organically for the next, you know, boards that you have created, or is there like a schedule and you're picking artists out in advance and you know, like you're going to do, a certain board every like, you know, couple months or every, whatever the time frame is.
1: Yeah. So I, um, I do have a business partner. Her name is America Baza and she's freaking amazing. Um, she's actually a manager of a, a zoomies in California, which is, you know, the highest yielding, uh, zoomies in California in the central Valley, actually. So she's pretty great at what she does. Um, so she and I come together and we, um, we, try to look for artists that we know that will um, complement the business best. Um, we want art that's going to be meaningful, but also, you know, art that's badass <laughs> for <laughs> a lack of better words. Um, so she and I, you know, scout out different artists and we came across Gabby through actually a mutual friend and we had a meeting with her and we chatted with her and she actually wanted to do the art for free because she loved what we were about. Um, Oh wow. Yeah, but we obviously could not do that. Um, because it's important to support small local artists. Um so what we did was had a meeting with her. She, you know, jived perfectly with what we were trying to do. And and she's one of those people that's also um uh looking forward to, you know, helping others. And so that was awesome. So it just worked out perfectly. So when we, we look for artists, we look for people who, you know can relate to what we're going um, for and it just complements the business perfectly. And it's, and it, and this chemistry is just so much better when you find people who, you know, are passionate about the same thing. Sure. And are the artists um, all like from California or not, not necessarily? No. So the artist, um, so we did an art piece um, here in, in DC, right? So the artist was from D.C. And so the next artist that we're doing is from California because we're doing the pop up in California. So for the next one that we'd like to do is in New York. So we'll find a New York local artist. So it's everything has to be local so that we can support that community.
0: And about how long does it take you to find an artist or it can it not be based on a time because it's so organic and, you know, to the factors that you named of it being a good person that's talented but also aligns and is good-hearted. Um
1: yeah, so everything is done organically. We we tried the timeline thing for a minute and it did not work. You know, the universe and Murphy's Law, everything happens <laughs> supposed to happen. So um right now we're doing everything very organically. Um, we wanted to have another launch in February. Right now that timeline's not working because we had to we had some hiccups with the website um, for this launch. So the board selling was a very slow progression. We're still in the middle of that. So as soon as those are all gone, we can donate the money and move forward to the next launch. But yeah, everything's done organ- organically. And for the artist, um, you know, you can't 100% know somebody, but for the most part, everyone's well-intentioned, right? Um, yeah. That's how we choose our artists. You know, we, we, we go off, you know, we know they're trying to do the right thing, and that's what we look for. Cool. Okay. So, looking
0: ahead, what are the top things that you like? Let's say the top three
1: things that you envision for your company moving forward. Um, so, what America and I envision um, for the company moving forward is just giving back. Honestly, like if if we we probably won't get wealthy off of this, you know, um, company. Um, that's fine because it's basically based off of giving back to the community. And that's really important to the both of us. And so what we envision, um, one of the big things that we envision is being able to continue to provide free skateboards to kids. Cause that's, you know, the, the number one goal for us, um, to being able to sponsor people, um, financially, um, because, you know, unfortunately in this world, money matters and you need money to do stuff. Um, so that's a, another huge, um, goal that we envision for the company to be able to do that, um, continuously without, you know, worrying about money for one. And the third thing is just, um, honestly, just continue to do all those things, you know, stay true to, um, being pressed on moving towards, toward um, towards better things and, um, just mentoring people. And, um, helping them get to where they want to go and where they need to go and uh, having them understand that, you know, you may come from nothing, but that doesn't mean that it will end up that way. And you can always, you can literally accomplish anything you want in life. If you, if you choose to, it's just a choice you have to, you know, you have to weather the storm you have to go through some crap to get there, but, um, anything is possible if you, you put in the work.
0: And is the mentoring like teaching them how to skateboard or like more business-based, like, you know, having kids
1: volunteer
0: to, you know, do jobs for the company?
1: Um, So the mentoring piece right now, um, I'm doing that with young adults. We actually just sponsored um, a young lady called, uh, her name's Chrissy, but she goes by um, Sosafina. Um, And it's just like, helping them get to where they need to go. So right now we sponsored one person. So they're getting, you know, a deck a month and then some merch, and then I'm just helping guide them, um, in the, in the most positive manner that I can so that they have, you know, uh, a positive person in their life. That's like there continuously so that they know that they're supported because sometimes people give up because they don't have any support. Um, so for the mentorship piece, you know, I want to just be that person. We want to be that person. Those people that um people who feel like they don't have any support any support, they that they can have that.
0: That's very true, and it's amazing. You know, um when people do seek out mentors, you know, coming from personal experience, you're looking for someone that's there, that's going to be there stably for you and like mm-hmm. can tr- truly you know have your best interest at heart really so um, I I love that you guys are doing that and that you see that as the role you know you you understand and realize the impact of that person can have on people's lives
1: um, yeah the mentorship is really important I mean we all have mentors in our lives yeah Mike from Ramtech um he's my mentor. I have several other mentors and it's funny because with Mike, you know, I just messaged him on Instagram a few times and was like, do you need help? I was basically trying to volunteer for him. Um, just to stay in the skateboarding scene. And then he ended up, you know, hiring me to work with him part-time. So it just, he ended up being my mentor and he's awesome and rad and he gives me tips all the time. Then he's that person that I can, you know, bounce things um, off of every now and then. And so that's why mentorship is really important for everybody yeah and that's
0: a great partnership because if he's doing ramps and you're doing skateboards like you can help each other and he could you know share what's the latest technology and the ramps and you can then apply that to your production of your skateboards
1: exactly he has a wealth of knowledge you know he's been in the in the skateboarding uh, industry for ages so Um, he just, he has so much more experience in skateboarding itself than I do. So it's easy to just bounce things back off of him and he, he knows how to respond right away.
0: Well, I think that you are just going to be blowing this up, you know, uh, and I, I wish you great success because I just, you know, we need more people like you in the world, more businesses like you in the world. Um, so, Please go check out Becca's Skateboard Company through IG at A-D-M-E-L-I-O-R-A Skateboards.
1: And Becca, thank you for taking the time to unplug with me today. You are amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This has been such a blast and I was so excited to do it. Well, Becca, I hope to touch base
0: with you again. Maybe we could do a follow-up interview. Uh, But until then, I hope you keep rocking on. Awesome. Thank you.